Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of What the Tech Am I Doing? The much anticipated part two with the amazing Johnny Alexander. I'm excited. This one we talk about being an ally, especially to women and people of minority and how to create that safety and appreciation of diversity within your groups. And he also goes into, we end it with some amazing advice for our listeners. Looking forward to what you guys think. Thanks. For wellness checks, one of the one that hit very close to home that I thought was really interesting was, and you're going to have to give more background to this because this was, I think, a couple months ago at this point. Um, But you had watched a movie with your wife. And it it played its way into your wellness check for that week. And it was something along the lines of you, you posed a question to um, the group and you're like, how can I be a better ally? Um, Especially with the focus on, you know, women in engineering. And I thought huge. That was one where I was like, I got to reply to this one. Um, Because one, I think just asking that question innately makes you a better ally because you're asking the right question it's in the forefront of your mind and it will unknowingly probably drive decisions um but I'm really curious more details maybe if you can share how that came about um would be good and then we can I have so many questions on the topic (laughs) no this is good I think we were watching the time traveler's uh wife and it's a cute little story on HBO and and it was way one of the episodes and it or i was i was upset at, <laughs> at the the guy's response and then my wife kendra was excited about it and, and really yeah and i said we watched the same show <laughs> yeah you have a completely different view about what just happened here <laughs> and, <laughs> And and uh, and then she was explaining. It's like because you're looking at it from a guy's perspective. And I was like, wow. Then yeah, I guess I guess I am. I hope so. <laughs> and then <laughs> and so I thought about it, and I, and I said, you know what? I mentor quite a few uh, ladies, and there's definitely I, my manager was a lady, and uh, and then I have in the past you know, had women on my team and. Advice I'd given, I was like, I wonder if it, that device is appropriate. Mm-hmm. If it's you didn't receive this, I think because I'll look at a situation and somebody's response or how they responded in a in a meeting or to an email and say, Hey, this is what I was thinking. And then I've had some of the ladies like, Oh no, you see the aggression in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about that at all. So what I did for this that week's. I cut all the guys out of the, the wellness check. So they're probably upset thinking, hey, they didn't, I forgot or something. <laughs> and then when you guys talk to them about it, like, oh, man. <laughs> so, so I cut them all out. I just posed a question to the women and asking about what does it mean to be a better ally? And I, and I sit on the, the board of our African Heritage Forum and, mm-hmm. and I try to, you know, participate in the ENOW events when I can. And it all goes back to, it was like uh, six, eight years ago, one of my mentors, Mary Beth Sauer, she pulled me aside. She said, Johnny, uh, I'm retiring. You know that? And I said, yeah. And she goes, I want you to do one thing. Hmm. I go, okay. And you, you always get nervous when you're like, okay. Yeah. She goes, I want you to advocate for women. Oh. She said, we need men in the room 
advocating for us when we're not in those rooms. 100%. I need you to, to promise to do so. And I thought about it. I was like, I didn't think about it because, you know, here's a senior director and she's a great leader. I was like, well, you're in the room. I mean, you know, I wasn't thinking yeah, about it. You're <laughs> like, there. You're there. Like, but she, she said, hey, you know, we, I need, we need better allies. That we need people thinking, you know, what's being missed. So I took it to heart and I started mentoring more women mm-hmm. and, and advocating and trying to see what was not being said, what projects they were being put on versus the guys, you know, and I, and I saw some craziness. So I thought I was doing the right thing. <laughs> and then until so we watched the movie together, your wife, and then I said, and so we, I sent that wellness check out, and, and it will. I got some. I got some very candid, very good responses. Really? Yeah. What, what were some of the biggest lessons from the responses? Yeah, one of them is is, is definitely she wished where guys um, saw things through their lens, how it wasn't mm-hmm. as easy to just ignore a comment or or to be seen as aggressive when the guy sitting next to her was it was doing the same, you know, having the same behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, one, one person wrote a novel. Uh, <laughs> it was a long response email. I mean, it, but I thought it was good that they got it off their chest. Able yeah. To, You're like, you can tell there's passion there. You're like, there's history. Yeah. Even my boss. I mean, it was you know, people, people unloaded. They took the time. That was probably the one wellness check that I got the most response back, the most passionate about. Like I stepped on this landmine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's funny because it's something that you can both on the same day, like sitting here today, having nothing, you know, significant happen to me within the past month, I can sit and both see how the, the culture is like, I can, there's things that you can look into. I always like joke that I can like jump in the Kool-Aid, but then I can also realize that, you know, everyone's just swimming in the Kool-Aid. So it depends. Like I can sit and be like, oh, like we're great. You know, we're so advanced and and look at all these things. But then I can also take a step back and be like, no, those comments are not right. And there's not enough women in leadership. And, you know, I'm very often the only female on a lot of my calls or a lot of my meetings and it's different, you know, so it depends what lens you're looking through it. So I totally see if you're not experiencing it, even me, ex- you know, being a female in engineering, sometimes I can be like, oh, it's fine. And then I'm like, well, you know, and so it's interesting from the eyes of a man, if you're like, huh, you know, you could do the same thing and be like, oh, it's you're like, wait a second, what kind of, was that, you know, are they being treated just because they're female or is it something else or you know no i get it and i thought i'd be more compassionate you know black male and so yeah I figured like, from you're, you're used to being a minority in the room yeah, so i figured that i had all the insights and you know i know how i've been treated you know i, I know it's unfair and you and when i mentor you know women it's i always i i, I change the you know the dialogue definitely mm. mentoring a white male you know, we talk different things, but for women and minorities, I, I have a different talk. <laughs> you know, I, I get the real talk. You and I have had the talk, and it, you know, and I and I put it out there for what's, you know, the game you have to play, and you know what's mm-hmm. like. 
And so I thought I had those insights enough, but then I realized the dynamic is even deeper. And there's mm. women of color who go through a whole different perspective. Oh, and then yeah. there's, you know, the women who are, are, are strong leaders have a very different view how they, and so I was like, wow, there's a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, there's like groups in the subgroups. Yeah, and groups that. and subgroups. And so it, what is that has changed my my mentoring style, really mm-hmm. trying to address, you know, what is it they want to learn? And what is it that, uh, what's the outcome that they want to get to? And do we have a, do I have a tool that we can use that applies here? And, and, and then I always get feedback. How did it go? Was it the right tool? Was it, you know, or how did you feel about that when I made a comment? You know, I'm mm-hmm. one person I mentor is awesome. I get direct feedback. And they're <laughs> like, I didn't like that. I was like, great. Why not? that's good though because I think a lot of the time I I I'm getting better at speaking up but I there's something like you know things like that if someone's mentoring me that I just be like thank you thanks for the advice and I think I just go and you know make my own decision after the fact but I think it's awesome that one you're asking and two she feels comfortable enough to speak up about it yeah, absolutely. I think it, t- it took a while to get that comfort level, and I think it, it's good. So, I, and I asked too. I said, "Hey, if you don't think that because this comes from a guy's perspective, if if you think that you're going to be perceived differently or it's not going to work for your style, then let, let me know so we can adjust, and then I'll I can add that to my toolkit." Mm-hmm. So it goes both ways with the mentoring. <laughs> yeah. So then, from a and I'm going to open this up to, because I don't think it's like for any minority, like being a leader, um, I mean, being a leader and a minority yourself, what's the best way to be an ally for the different minority groups, whether it's female, race, um, LGBTQ, um, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, for me, it's just not being, <clears throat> it's not being afraid, having the courage to ask the question. <clears throat> I just throw it out there, you know, what's not being said? Mm. You know, why, why, do you, why do you have this female on, you know, a, a requirements project versus, you know, a design lead project? Mm. Is it because of the skill sets or, you know, you just, you've got a bias? You know, why, why don't we have any women or why don't we have any, you know, for someone who's maybe even meek, he goes beyond, you know, the gender and, you know, and, you know, why, why don't we have a different kind of leader in that role? And I think um, if you can just be courageous in the group, you'll find that other people are thinking it, but nobody wants to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Courageous and about, curious. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people worry about blowback in their career. Like, oh, I don't want to say too much or, you know, cause too many waves, but. I think the, the good leaders, especially the ones we have, are, are willing to at least hear, you know, what's not being said, what's, and so they can adjust. And, but yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's asking, I think being in the room and asking, like, why not this person? You know, why, mm-hmm. what, what is it? Or, and are they getting good feedback on it? So I always make sure that, hey, if, if they're not an option and but they, it sounds like they want it, then who's talking to them? Who's helping them out? Yeah, that's awesome. And I think being 
that voice in whether that person's in the room or not in the room is really huge. I think, um, again, I was really lucky and still am um, that I think my leadership or mentors or even the cross functions will um, speak up and make sure that um, respect is being given to me after obviously earning it, but, um, I was in, I remember, um, being in a meeting and this was probably maybe two years into my career. Um, and I had a, we were on a call and we were debating something and I was like, no, this, this isn't going to work. We need to change it. And, um, the person who needed, who owned it and needed to change it was like, no, we just need to get feedback from someone else. You know, we need to ask people who actually know. And, and it, I was young. I, you know, it, I don't know if he didn't just didn't like my answer. If it was just cause I was the youngest one in the room. I was the only female in the room, whatever it may be. Um, but I had a director um, who, you know, is a great mentor and advocate. Um, but he was like, he was like, well, the, person in the room just spoke and she said that we need to change it (laughs) he was like so it sounds like you got the feedback you need and it's time to change you know the design of this and I was it was a virtual it was like a a team's call it was really early in the pandemic um oh my gosh you know um but it was cool to see someone who had my back to that extent that was like no she knows what she's talking about you can't discredit her for her information just because you don't like it. Um, and it's those types of people when they speak up is that are noticing um, that that's going to make the difference. Cause I think if those types of situations happen and no one's speaking up, whether the person's in the room or not, it's, it's going to continue that culture. And if, going to affect their confidence, right? Um, and carrying that over. And then now this year I had my first um, female reporting to me for four months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was awesome. And it was cool to see where she was like, she, you know, seeing the, the respect I was giving and being able to continue that on. She was, I think in her first couple weeks was like, I've, at first didn't feel comfortable because she's like, it's all these big leadership. You're, you're the only woman in the room. From like a middle Eastern background. Um, Um, And mm -hmm. she was like, but by the end of her rotation, she's like, yeah, I I feel comfortable to speak around these people because you felt comfortable speaking around those people and they respected you. And I, she's like, you, she can see, you know, you see the resemblance, you see someone who, doing well and you're like oh I can do this um and that was the coolest thing to see how it had you know continues the trickle down effect um so the, I feel like the more people can speak up the more they empower um any you know group of minorities the more the next generation can come and see people um who are who they feel like they're connected with and more similar to and, and you know doing it and walking the walk um 
And I think that'll continue to change, hopefully. Yeah, and I've seen it. You know, I've been in industry nearly like 25, 26 years now, and and you, you can tell the difference. And I don't, I don't think people <laughs> are malicious in anything. I think it's just uh, it's, it's a lack of, you know, caring. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because if life is good for you, then there's really nothing to, there's not a problem to solve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it is when life is good. You, you tend to not focus on, you know, improving when things are going really well. Yeah. So it just takes a couple of courageous folks to say, hey, but look at life for these, this group here isn't as good. Yeah. You know, what can we do to, to level the playing ground and give, you know, give a, an assistance or hand or, you know, and, and then you'll find people like, oh, I didn't never, never saw it, never realized yeah. it was an issue. And once their eyes are open, then it becomes a passion for them. That's true. And I think on that, if, because I think, and it'd be curious, because um, I've seen something I've been learning um, and trying to get better at is if there's not someone in the room, not feeling like you necessarily have to call it out, um, especially I'm like not a super confrontational person, but <laughs> calling, speaking it into existence. And by that, I mean, um, like if someone does something, you can crack a joke and be like, ah, oh, it's cause I'm a, you know, woman, isn't it? It's, it's because I'm the only this in the room. Ha ha. Yeah. And you know, if you're not ready for confrontation, you don't have to, but at the very least it makes someone have to speak to whatever they just did and they can choose to do that however they want. And you may or may not choose to continue, but at the very least you. Um, I had a PM one time and there was a, um, another manager who had been working to get her MBA and he was trying to schedule a happy hour and we're in the meeting and he was like, oh, we're doing a happy hour this day. She's like, I can't. I have. And he's like, what? Like, I think he's like, she's like, oh, I have a class. And he goes, what? Like a cooking class? And she goes, oh, no. no. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? You're learning how to sew? Oh. And she goes, no, I'm getting my MBA. <laughs> like, and no one said, no one said anything in the room. And I think like, it was like. 10 seconds and I end up going I was like I think that's the most sexist thing I've ever heard and he goes he backtracks he goes no 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 not that's what I meant um and he had to it is a joke obviously everyone knew it wasn't a joke um but at the same time I didn't have to conflict him I didn't have to confront him to the sense I spoke it into existence and he spent the rest of the meeting backtracking and saying, you know, if it was his the same thing, you know. Um but it's those things and I think later he went up to her desk um and apologized and um but just being able to just like finding the way to even I, I know it's not the solution, but it's a, something I'm comfortable with is being able to and even in a, in a joking manner to at least make them like hold up a mirror um i don't know 
I don't know what your thoughts are. Oh, that's a great, you know, I, I've, I've used that technique a lot too. You know, it's like, oh, I say, oh, you got the brother on the bad project. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> you know, and then they'll laugh, you know, but then they start thinking, you know, right? It's like, yeah, oh, they're like, is we, are we doing this intentionally? And, and it's always, that they'll come up to you later, like, oh, that's not what I meant, you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do think, you know, you, if, if that's your personality, right? Humor is in your personality, you use that. It's it's a great tool to not put people. I think what happens when you put people in a corner, you put them on edge, then they get defensive and then they're not willing to. Mm -hmm. But when you make them comfortable, you know, my teams, we we talk about race, gender, we we Mm -hmm. just we throw it out there. Everything's on the table. If any team I've ever on, it's there's no holds barred, and we just get after it. And so I said, you can't ignore it. It's like if you ignore it, you know. I always tease people. It's like, yeah, I don't see colors. I go, so you didn't notice when I walked in the room that I was black. So, so that just your colored line, and you're like, no, that's not what I mean. It's like, yeah, that's but we have to see people. We have to see and recognize there's different. You know, I want to know. You know, you look Middle Eastern. I want to know where you're from, and I want to, you know, genuinely understand your culture and and get to know you. And I think once you put that on the table, then you can have those conversations. Yeah. A hundred percent. Instead then of just ignoring it, like, oh, I didn't notice you're a woman. It's like, it's like, <laughs> you're like, it's still part of me. You know, it's a part of me that I, I, you know, you're like, I feel, you know, whatever minority group you're a part of, it's, it's not something that someone wants to be like, oh, that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, and, and I think that's why, like, resource groups or, you know, clubs or whatever are so meaningful because you can share it's a way to share that like that background and that culture and be able to feel accepted by it can we start moving that into you don't need to be within your group to feel accepted regardless people can be curious and want to learn more and be able to share those stories um, in a way that still makes you feel accepted and still makes you feel like you're surrounded by um, people who have that, uh, like that bond in that sense in a different way, but. No, no, I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's important for leaders to join the employee resource groups too. And I even had a challenge before I left. Uh, Jane Jay, they were like, hey, are you willing to be on the leadership team for a resource group that you don't identify with? I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I do like that. You know, so I think, you know, my challenge to leaders out there is like, hey, maybe you're a white male, maybe you're straight. Would you would you consider, you know, being, you know, part of like we have the Rainbow Alliance, you know, would mm-hmm. you be part of the their group, an LGBTQ group or, or an ENAL group and, and really get them the leadership staff so you can understand what the struggles are mm. and it'd be a part of the solution. Right. And so that's, I think that's where the richness gets there and you've got sponsors and you've got more than the sponsors because they tend to get uh, distant, but be on the leadership team actually helping drive the cause. Yeah. And, I like yeah, it's a big challenge to to yeah. 
It's like, can you, can you be there for, for the conversations and the other things? I, I, I think it's a one step to get there and, you know, say, I, I support this and maybe, you know, give the five minute spiel before they kick off a meeting and then run to something else. Um, but I think really trying to engage and show people that you want to be part of the solution is a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, that's definitely sure, you know, because it's easy, you know, we can be technically confident. I think a leader has to be technically confident. You've got to know your stuff. you got to be a hard worker. But when they see someone who's like on top of their game, taking the time to help the others out, help, you know, other people yeah, around you out. Hey, that, that's, that's what makes a great leader. Yeah. And I think I'm curious to see how it plays out. Cause I see in at least like my, I think it started at least in the, you know, um, I, my access to multiple companies is small. Um, but what I see amongst my peers, I should say, um, and in my class, I noticed there's a big shift. Like when, when I was getting hired and even when I was going, um, applying to colleges, there started to become like a huge shift in, in wanting to hire for like identifying that there wasn't a diverse group, um, being hired, especially, you know, focusing on like metal device and engineering and, like a shift and I see even in our HR, like a shift in trying to do that more. And there is a huge difference, I think, in the like in the past probably like four years, um, compared to, you know, the people in leadership, right, that have, have been here and been getting hired. Um, and I think that's awesome. I think it's cool to see the diversity coming from the bottom up and it, um, or maybe like a more of a focus on hiring the right people um, regardless um, and, and identifying that diversity is an asset. Um, and then I, but I think it's interesting because unless leaders are in conversations and, and doing these things that we're talking about, you're going to, end up risking losing those people that you hired straight out of college because if they don't see someone who makes them that psychological safety makes them feel welcome um, regardless of of who they are and what they identify for what their culture background or race they're not going to stay in that group you know like I think in in this day and age you know, with a, with a good resume, you can move around, you know, people, people want to hire smart. So um, making sure leadership is continuing to, I think it's one thing to try and get a more diverse leadership. Cause I don't think, I think our leadership is still predominantly white men, white straight men. Um, but I think if one, can we start getting more diversity in leadership but two if you are in leadership and you're you don't have that diversity can you make sure you're putting in that effort um or that that diversity from the lower levels isn't going to get to the top is my opinion um because i think that psychological safety is so important if they're not feeling that 
you're, you're going to keep hiring people in their first five years and then they're going to leave because there's, there's nowhere to go for if they don't feel, or if they don't feel like there's anywhere to go for them. Um, so I hope that continues to change up the levels. Yeah. You know, I think, it, I think we'll, we'll see. That's at least what's my dream before I retire. You know, <laughs> I really want to see if I, you know, the ultimate goal is we, that we don't need a diversity program. You know, yeah. That would be the, you know, the criminal crim where, Hey, it just not, not, you know, happens naturally. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that uh, when we create the culture for people and then when you, you can see yourself in another role, that they, that's the huge thing. You walk into a building and you see other leaders who look like you. Now, you know, you know, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got that safety there. It's like, okay, I've got someone I can connect with. I can see that, hey, this company cares about diversity. And then, and then just the benefit you get from different thoughts, you know, even though yeah. we're engineers and we went to some of the same schools, our experiences and getting there and our family backgrounds are different. 100%. And that makes you approach problems differently and you know, that you see that there's other ways of doing things. I think that's the rich thing that people don't yeah. see. They just try like, oh, we just need to get different colors and, you know, shapes. And yeah. I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not why it's for. It's, it's, it's for that diversity of thought. And, and, you know, yeah. And giving people a chance, you know, it's like, that's the biggest thing is the biasness in the interview processes. And I think yeah. we, we can get past that. And we can start, you know, really seeing how, oh, okay, maybe some different thought is good for the company. Yeah, right? You're like, oh, interesting. Different yeah. minds in one room yeah. can be more efficient and innovative. It is. It is a <laughs> for, it's a challenge for leaders not to interview and recruit clones. It is yeah. <laughs> like, this person is just like me. They're going to be great. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, they think just like me and I'm the person leading. So I want a team of more people like me. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe, you know, you can have one person similar to you, but if everyone's similar to you on that team, who's going to, you know, I always think of disc where you're like, you need yeah. the different, you need the different roles, you know, um, you need people to be thinking of the different aspects in different ways. Um, or there's no person. I don't know. Other than like, just your workload. <laughs> like, there's no need to have multiple, you know, that's the whole point of cross-functional groups, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I, I love the disc profile and <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I use it quite a bit, but you know, I didn't want it to be interesting in like recruiting specifically. Yeah. You know, look at the no names in the resume, just the background and the disc profile. And let's, and let's just see what kind of team you could build. Mm. Yeah. The way of the future. It's the way of the future. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it improve. I have hope that it will, you know, continue to improve. And I think but we need more courageous leader, leaders who are willing to, to look past the, the easy and say, hey, you know what? I'm committed to advocating, <clears throat> committed to building a, a, a truly diverse team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you'll see it you'll see it naturally happen. You'll, you'll see people take a chance at someone who doesn't fit their, you know, their image and their, you know, their bias. So this is what, oh, well, my team. And, and that's how you'll see some different personalities and different, you know, women will get more opportunities and minorities will get more opportunities to, to, you know, excel. Yeah. So on that, 
have two final questions for you. The first being, what does a great, what does a great leader look like to you? What does it mean to be a great leader? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I did a little uh, mind map of this. I got too many tools. I almost lost some track, but you know, it, there's, there's a number of things. And for me, it's caring for one. That's, that's got to be on top of the, the list. Uh, someone that knows I, they're going to care about the problems because there's going to be a lot of problems. <laughs> I, I always say, you know, when someone who's a high performance image and exposure minded, you know, helps me with exposure, promotes work, mm. and, and gives constructive feedback. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, a, a leader who collaborates with the partners is huge because uh, I, I see I see so many leaders like you know we're just gonna do it our way, but a collaborative partner gets things aligned and things you know you have more help with the other partners and teams. Yeah, you know, so and I, a career developer, I love career development. It's just a passion of mine to have a you know, to be working on something that's getting me somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so when, it, when it means something. And then a fun leader. I mean, that's why one of the yeah. things, I, I need to have some fun. <laughs> I do. Like, I look back at my favorite leaders throughout the, the time I've worked and the ones that created that fun environment, you know, made fun of themselves, had the fun. Mm. Those are the ones I remember. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Past Stewart used to have a Halloween contest. We we had we had to dress up at one company. It was a GM. For Halloween <laughs> week. If you didn't plan out your 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 outfit, you were in trouble. <laughs> you're like, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, we are having fun and you're gonna have some fun. But it just created that, you know, that culture like we were gonna we're gonna work super hard. We worked very hard. It was a hard, it was a tough job, but we had fun. And it, mm. we, he cared, he, he really helped me with my career. And so that's kind of, I, I tried to model myself after him as a leader. And then as I, as I meet new leaders, you know, mm. you know refine this. Yeah, I like that. Like, which, as it, as you continue to see leaders that you look up to, you know, maybe, you know, find new things to add to the list or modify. Yeah, yeah, I keep this mind map. It's about my ideal role, like what I like to, you know, what I like to do, things to avoid. And then ideal manager is one of the buckets. And every year I <clears throat> I add something to this. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you're going to meet great leaders and they're, everyone's got a little different traits, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I like, oh, I like that. I want to add that to my list of what an ideal manager looks like. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. All right, last piece of advice for the audience. And it can be about anything. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> the, the, the advice I'd have is, is to make meaningful connections. Like we, we have this small time in our lives, you know, we're going to work for 25 to 40 years, depending on and how well you invest and <laughs> how long <laughs> you yeah. And if you think about it, you're going to live for 90 years or whatever. So that time isn't that long. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
take the time to invest in people. You know, whether it's, you know, the wellness updates that we do or the, the mentoring that you can get into, those are the things that you're going to remember. The projects and the work, they come and go. Most of the stuff you'll never remember, <clears throat> but it's the people that you touched or touched your life. Those are the things that you'll never forget. And those are the things that are, are worth holding on to and the stories you'll tell later in life. So that, so that's, that's, that's the advice I'd have is it, other things will fall into place if you take the time to make those, those meaningful connections. I love that. That's great advice to end on. Thanks so much for coming on um, the podcast and sharing a breadth of knowledge um, and energy. Uh, so I hope this, I hope this helps and at least gets people's minds thinking. And I think there's things in here that people can walk away with um, and try and start doing in their own lives and, and share. So oh. really good. Really good. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm honored. I'm like, I'm on the same list as Yvonne. I mean, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> only oh, only the cool. best people get to come here. And, uh, <laughs> <That's wonderful. laughs> I've been trying to get you. I, you've been on the list for a while. I've just been pretty lazy with scheduling my interviews. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, it's been great working with you. I look forward to our continued partnerships and stuff. So this is great. <laughs>